talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, the show where I interview amazing humans with amazing minds, and all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today is the fantastic comedian, writer, musician, Nick Thune. He's been a frequent guest on The Tonight Show, and his comedy specials are divine. Nick Thune, folk hero, good guy, and thick noon. Watch them as soon as possible. Welcome to the show, Nick. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. Um, Thanks for having me. I have a bone to pick here. That I've been holding in. Okay. I, uh, uh, there was an episode uh, we did with Paul F. Tompkins mm. where we talked extensively about LaCroix. And uh, I spoke about my least favorite LaCroix flavor. Yes. And it was key lime. Is it really? It grosses me out to no end. Why is that? It just tastes artificial. It tastes gross. Mm. And you came in here and you were given the choice of many LaCroix, including Pomplamousse. Which I think is so overrated. Oh, and I, I have a tattoo of grapefruit on my chest. Wow. Like I have my, my ideal breakfast, which is cigarettes and a half-cut grapefruit. Oh, my God. On, in a window. This is amazing. Nick actually has a tattoo. We'll post it on the, uh, on the gram, hopefully, of his favorite breakfast on his uh, right boob. Yeah. That's, is that still your favorite breakfast? Yeah. I mean, it's, what, it's my favorite thing to have is a half-grapefruit. I love grapefruit. And a cigarette? I love. I I quit, but um, do you like the half? Never too far away from them, to be honest. Do you like the half grapefruit with the with the crusted sugar shit on it? Uh, Ever had that? That's what I had when I was. That's how I started having it when I was a child. Um, But I, to me, it has to have a serrated spoon, and um, like I, I, my it was what my grandmother had all the time. My grandma Fern, and I just turned. I just really ended up to like. I like food. I like um, I like things that a lot of people don't like. I think most people don't just like to eat grapefruit. Yeah, I love it. I love grapefruit. I love things like that. I don't mind. I actually like. I never buy a grapefruit, but whenever I have a grapefruit, I'm like, I need to buy more grapefruits. So you're not in the business, but you walk by the store every now and again. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I also am not a fan of this. I own a grapefruit store. Do you really? Yeah. No, you don't. I mean. I, you know, hypothetically speaking, oh. <laughs> within this uh, metaphor we're speaking. In. Oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. So how many how many grapefruits are in your store at at uh, said time? We're right now at max capacity. Really? Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm looking at your fridge, and maybe you don't store them in the fridge, <laughs> but there's zero grapefruits in the fridge. This is a. Why would you store grapefruit in a fridge? By the way, should you not? No. I store fruit in the fridge sometimes to get uh, so no fruit flies. People that put apples in their fridge, people that put oranges in their fridge, people that put grapefruits in their fridge are absolute idiots. We are starting. I'm just kidding. No, but I do have a thing about putting fruit in the fridge. Yes, you're not supposed to. I know that. Literally, for me, it's like it becomes fruit fly a a little. Tomatoes are a big no-no in the fridge. Mm -hmm. It'll mush them up. Yeah. You don't want that. Um. Especially but, if you want to cut them, because then we got a mushy tomato. Talk about cutting that thing open. You know, for someone who's so pretentious about uh, what needs to go into a fridge and what needs to go out, out of a fridge, you have a pretty uh, pretty Spartan fridge here. Yeah, it's a young, that's a young fridge. This is, uh, um, this I've is been a, gone. You can see this on the web on, on the Instagram, at Stand Up Dan. Um, it's a sad fridge. Yeah, that that fridge should not speak of to me. That's why I text you. I, I um, <laughs> you did you did give a disclaimer to the fridge. I mean, there's bone broth in there. There is. There's some. Um, I think up that those are some orange peppers. Oh yeah, I see that in the. But the, so the peppers get into the fridge. That's not my fault. Okay. My son did that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so everything in that fridge right now is throwing revolving. your son under the bus. Yeah. And in the you can see in the the biggest. Is that cheese drawer? That is basically all Tillamook cheese. Oh yeah. Um, well, you are from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Which uh, Tillamook is the highest selling, I believe, cheese in. It's so good. The, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but that's so basically everything in there is to make my son a sack lunch. Um, here and there. Tillamook cheese. What are these two soup soupy things up top there? Oh, uh, one of those is a lentil soup. I guess. Okay. And then the other that I got um, for dinner the other night. Right. And didn't you, eat it. Where'd you get it from? Gelson's. Got it. I was just kind of on the go and thought, eh, I could probably take this down pretty quick. 
And these two up there? Those are other soups? That one, that the green one? Yeah. That is um, a green tapatio salsa, I believe. Oh, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then again, you've got this. And then those are bone broth. Those are like those little kind of oh, okay, got it. looking things. And then you've got this, uh, the huge box of key lime pie, La- key lime LaCroix <laughs> staring at me in the face. <laughs> I swear to God, the first time I, I tasted it, I want, I, I took the box back to Whole Foods and I said, this is not happening. See, I don't like lime. Okay. I don't like the lemon. Um, and Moshe said to me the other day, or Moshe this Kasher. is, this is Moshe Kasher, funny comedian, writer, um, offered me a LaCroix maybe a year ago. And he gave me one of these and he said, it's my favorite. Wow. And I, I sat, I, I sapped it. <laughs> I was looking for, to say sip, but in some other way, but yeah, that's the I did sap tense. it. I sapped it at the you moment. sapped it. And, um, I, I agreed with them. I liked it. I, I'm, I was sick of the pompa mousse. I, I do like the coconut as well, which again, oh, a wow. lot of people throw under the bus. You love all the real polarized. Are you just being counterculture LaCroix? No, I like the ones that have a little kick in them. Interesting. What about the weird mixed ones that are like lime and strawberry? Oh, no, there is one that's good. It's like pear and something. There is a combo that is pretty tasty, actually. There was a cucumber one that I liked. I never had that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like, I mean, it's just, I don't drink alcohol, so this is like a nice, I just like to have LaCroix in the house. This is your replacement. Yeah. Um, I... I, who was sponsored by LaCroix? Eliza Schlesinger mentioned LaCroix in a podcast and suddenly they just sent her a bunch. Oh, really? So if you're listening, LaCroix, or Eliza. Yeah. Send yeah us, Eliza, send me some of your... <laughs> some of your leftover LaCroix. <laughs> so when you're on the road, what's your food uh, food life like? Uh, pretty healthy. Really? Yeah, on the road. I, I mean, I, there's like things that I have to do in cities that I'm not proud of where I'll say like my... My healthy choice in a city that doesn't have much would be like Chipotle. Okay. But not like a burrito or anything, just meat. A bowl? and Yeah, a bowl of, you know, veggies and, and meat. Oh, so you're healthy all the time. Yeah. You don't give – I if I'm on the road, I give myself I give myself a little pass. Well, I mean, last night I had pizza, you know, so I don't – I'm not always eating healthy, healthy, but I do take care of myself. I try to. I'm 40. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was thinking about how death is imminent. Yeah, we're we are gonna die mm-hmm. um, sooner rather than later. Yeah, for some of us. Yeah, not you. You're keeping it together. No. Yeah, mine's. I'm. I'm I've already died. Actually, I'm always curious about how like musicians back in the day, no one was healthy. They were drinking during the day during the show. I mean, that's how I was living for a long. Were you time really? Myself. Yeah. Um, not, not very sustainable, I imagine. Very difficult to keep a body up, yeah. How did they do it? Or did they all just die before they were 30? Well, at some point you get enough money to where people will help you kind of paddle along, you know? I mean, I know that like even some like the rock stars that, um, have partaken like Keith Richards or something, they do yeah. get like blood infl- infused like things where they get like blood from like 14 year old kids. Get from, out. Like Sweden or something. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like once a month, like transfusions or whatever. Um, for a long time, I relied on, I thought IVs were the thing. So I would be like constantly traveling and drinking and partying. And I would think, okay, if I do an IV, like that just kind of gets me back to ground zero. Right. And then I'll go to Austin and then ruin myself again and then continue the, you know, the on the and on. Yeah. I've never done the IV after drinking. Is no, it, is it like a? Uh... You know, some people say it doesn't work. Some people, I think it. I think it's great. I I do. I mean, I'm just traveling like in New York. I just got an IV when I was in New York. Okay. Um, it's for me too. It's like just hydration because I'm generally just dehydrated, and yeah. I try to drink as much water as possible. But especially traveling across the country, your body just it's unhappy. Yeah. No, I understand that. And but some people will say it doesn't even hydrate. I mean, who knows? Who knows anything? I know that I do feel better. Yeah. You know, and like the glutathione, the the things that you get in there that do help with circulation, all these things. Interesting. Yeah. I've never done the IV. Hmm. I, I would do it. I did anything. have chicken McNuggets the other night, though. Ooh, that's and one I... of my stories that I was going to tell you about, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, hold on to it. Yeah. Um, you're, so you're from the Pacific Northwest, though, oh, yeah. which to me uh, has a fantastic 
really fun food culture. Mm-hmm. Did you find that growing up at all? Did you uh, did you, you did you spend time in Seattle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I I was brought up in a very um, like fish. Fam, fish family, like fish a lot family? Of fish, yeah, yeah. Fishing since a very young age, eating what we caught. Oh, like an actual um, fishing family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, not like profession, you know, not like getting paid to do it, but right. And um, but you know, most of the time in our garage freezer would be so much salmon that has been caught and saved, and smoked salmon and canned and all the just I so much it. stuff. Like we would send salmon off, have it smoked, and have it brought back. So even the smoked salmon we were eating was salmon that we had caught. Wow. Um, was it uh, sockeye, king, chinook? All of it. Yeah, really? really? Yeah. I one time caught a 32-pound king salmon. No way. Uh, in Tofina, Canada. It was pretty amazing. I was 14. No way. Yeah. My, my, uh, I, no, I caught a 34-pound. I'm sorry. I caught a 34-pound, and my, grand, my dad had never caught anything over 30, but he'd caught a lot of fish. And my grandfather one time had caught a 32-pound um, Chinook in a river. And um, the story behind that, my, my dad told me my whole childhood, like how long it took him to get it in. He was alone. He so It crazy. took like five hours to catch that fish. Oh, my God. Yeah. So now you're 14 and you have a 34-pound one. 34-pound, yeah, that we caught trolling, you know, off the coast of Canada. Holy shit. Um, that's like, first of all, that's like a $1,000 fish. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah, yeah. King salmon is the most expensive salmon. It's like 25 bucks a pound. It's fucking delicious. And it's just, yeah, and, and when you get it, especially like up in Tofino, like this is places where people buy their fish from. Yeah. You know? This is where you're getting your fish when you're in L.A. The first time I ever tasted salmon for the first time was in Seattle at a restaurant. I'd never had king salmon before. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'd never tasted anything like it. It's like salmon butter. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a second. Back to Nick Thune. It's funny, like I was a very picky eater growing up, um, partially because of being force fed at a young age. Uh-huh. Um, so there was kind of an authority thing with food, right. I believe, that was going on. I, I was at one point sent to a food psychologist. No, you weren't. Uh, what a is a food age. psychologist? And we need to get one on the air. <laughs> yeah, I, I was seven um, and I wouldn't eat. I just really, I, no, this wasn't, I was five, I think, actually. And yeah, because my brothers weren't born yet, so I was four or five, I guess. And I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat McDonald's. I wouldn't eat anything. And go to this food psychologist, and basically what they established right away was if he doesn't eat his dinner, it's his breakfast. This is like real. And if he does, then he gets a toy or a prize or something. And so the first thing my mom, my, my, pre- my mom who's pregnant with twins takes me to McDonald's. Uh-huh. And tells me that if I eat the chicken McNuggets, I will get the watch. Okay. That came in the Happy Meal. Yeah. Ate the chicken McNuggets, handed the watch, and then immediately vomited across the table onto her pregnant stomach all of the chicken McNuggets. No. And immediately taken the watch. She took the watch away. (laughs) And the really come, you know, circle on that one for me is that my son's first Happy Meal he got a watch. There was a watch in it. Just totally like on the road in Oregon driving through and just like, wow, it's a watch. Oh, wow. my God. Did you have like a Pavlovian response and just vomit all over him? I just – it was such a weird <laughs> – yeah. Actually, diarrhea. Um, blamed it on him too. I I eat McDonald's once a year, I'd say. Once, once, once a year or once every two years. And two nights ago, I had uh, McDonald's. I was with a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a late night meal. And – when I I am so annoying when I order my McDonald's my one time a year because I'm just like guys you're gonna do it right I was like I never come here I want I want a fresh batch of fries I want I want that chicken McNugget I want the the freshest chicken McNugget so one year old in the freezer instead of the three year old ones and just make this an ex- and they treat it you know they I think they get it they get excited about this it this is the staff yeah okay. At the drive-through, you know, I'm yelling this <laughs> into the, I'm yelling okay. this into the mega, the yeah. microphone, and it, 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 you know, I'm like, give me that fucking farm-to-table McDonald's the way that God intended for. And it. and do you get like a, a traditional like a Big Mac or a quarter pounder? Do you? I do. I do your vomit meal. I do a six-piece chicken oh. tenders with uh, French fries. That's and that's all you do. No watch. 
That's all I do. Chicken tenders or chicken nuggets? I like the no, the nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they helped they the healthified they healthified them like I think there was a real image problem with uh, chicken nuggets because uh there was some show uh that this chef had. What's that hot chef from Jamie Yeah, Jamie Oliver. That's all I have to say was what's that hot chef <laughs> and Andrew knew. Jamie Oliver had this show that he would like, you know, show you how fast food was made and he showed how a chicken McNugget was made. Yeah, and then that was proven wrong though, right? Was it? The like food, like the the pink stuff like Yeah, the up. slurry. Yeah, that wasn't that that wasn't real. Really? Tell me. No, there's some I mean you could like go down some sort of a, a Google dive and find that there was a video circulating of how chicken nuggets were made and it was false. Well he just took like a he just took like a a, a blender and threw in a bunch of chicken carcasses. And then, like, added some shit to it and then, like, created the slurry. And he was asking these kids, he's like, do you guys still want to eat this? And they're like, yeah, we still want chicken McNuggets. No, I think, yeah, it's whatever. There was a video that, like, showed, like, a mass process and that wasn't chicken McNuggets. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. It's like the Planned Parenthood video where they're like, (laughs) right, right. like, it was somebody falsified it. Probably the same people. Probably. And I'd hate to say it, but Obama. You know, all things go back Mm -hmm. to Obama. (laughs) Um, I think that because of that, though, because of the Jamie Oliver thing, or maybe because of this debunked video, they had an image problem with the chicken nuggets, and they created chicken tenders that are actual chicken strips. Yeah. Which, in my mind, it's like, go big or go home. I know. They're just going to be constantly fighting this image problem. Yeah. Because they're McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah. But... The thing is, salads. That was very funny with the salads. I travel around the world, and McDonald's. No matter where you are, at one or two a.m. in the morning, a McDonald's is full of people that need McDonald's. Oof! They don't care how it was made. They don't care who's got their hands on it in the back. They don't want to wake up with as bad of a hangover as yeah. they're assuming they're going to get. I wish we could overlay the Star Spangled Banner over that last little <laughs> bit. We've got children. <laughs> and the rockets. <laughs> I mean, I, I recently was filming a movie and, in Vancouver, and we were it was a night shoot. And I had to start like walking down this block. Yeah. And I started in front of a McDonald's in like this, the hottest place in Vancouver you could be for like nightlife yeah and i had to start my scene off there every time it took like three hours to do this like walking talking ordeal yeah and it i just could not believe the nightlife in a mcdonald's and the staff it's just it's hard it's hard on them yeah it Uh, must be the worst one i've ever seen was in um san francisco i saw like two fights inside one outside and the staff are just dead in the eyes yeah dealing with these night people it's almost probably a lot like uber drivers past midnight where it's like oh god (laughs) I think there was actually something I read recently. First of all, if you're very bored and you have nothing to do, just Google McDonald's fights. Very entertaining for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they changed the law, or I think there was a protest of the These employees. are all just Norm McDonald fighting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my Norm McDonald. Um, there was, a, I think, a bunch of workers are protesting to make the, uh, like the counter like longer or, or or thicker so that people can't jump over it and grab them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and now they have the whole computer system, you know, where you're lining up and you can order your stuff just without talking to a person. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, the last time I, I saw that in London. Yes, uh, because the one thing that was lacking from McDonald's was efficiency. Yeah, well, this is like, <laughs> hey, we don't want to talk to you guys. <laughs> okay. One nothing you can personalize it all the way through. Oh, uh, what point do you have to be at to start fighting with the McDonald's person because your order came out wrong. I know, and it works out better, too, for, like, people that, like, don't have the money to order. Like, they order their food, and they're like, hey, would you mind running your card in there and getting this meal for me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good God. Oh, man. We're definitely going to McDonald's after this. I do have a bit of a McDonald's club, by the way, where every year or a couple times a year, I try to introduce somebody new that's never, like, had a Big Mac. Oh, really? Oh, so you're not anti... You don't not eat McDonald's anymore. I don't eat it. I mean... Like if my friend Andre called me, Andre Highland, I don't know if you know Andre. And no, no. He'll say like uh, Big Macs next week and say, all right, yeah, let's make a date out of it. And we'll go and just order Big Macs, sit inside a McDonald's and enjoy a Big Mac. Yeah. I mean, it's a good burger. Look, there's a reason that billions of them have yeah. been sold. I, I, I prefer Quarter Pounder to be honest, but we, go, we, we just get the same thing. But I did do a tour as well with Michael Ian Black and uh-huh. we were driving 
together, just him and I in a van between these cities. And um, we made it a thing every day that each one of us was going to introduce another person to a fast food that we're not really that crazy about. Fun. And we're talking like 40 to $50 bills. Like we would just go in. Like I don't like Taco Bell. I've never really eaten it. I didn't grow up like all my friends did, but I never really did. Yeah. And he took me into a Taco Bell and he ordered, I think, about $40, $50 worth of the things that he thinks represent Taco Bell. First of all, that's the whole inventory of a Taco I know. Bell. Yeah, they actually had to call another store. And, <laughs> and we sat at the table and just taste tested the menu, essentially. I and we talked about it and got in the car and talked about it. And, you know, that was a way that we were passing our, our drive. It was fun. What did you think about Taco Bell? You know, he was just like, you just have to, he's like the bean and cheese burrito. I just want you to have that, you know? And so I had to eat that. And he just, it's the simple things that he liked about Taco Bell, this, you know, the thing. Anyway. I actually, my my favorite drunk food might be Taco Bell. There's something about, especially there's the one where they have the, this is how I always have, have to drunkenly try to explain it at Taco Bell. Like, is the one that has the hard and the soft over it? Gordito or something? I think it's the Gordito. Oh. Well, what about that? My, my favorite drunk is... Uh, Jack in the Box. I've never been to Jack. What a lot of people don't know about everything on the Jack in the Box menu is you can order it with sourdough. Huh. So you can just say and make it with sourdough and it's toasted sourdough buns. Um, Because the sourdough Jack is, I think, one of the most crucial um, drunken things ever. But also what comes into it as well are the tacos, the two tacos for 99 cents. And these tacos continually surprise people. I've done this thing where a friend of mine was like in the recording studio and I was like, oh, I'll stop by. Uh, and her whole band was in there. And I just, there's a jack in the box across the street. And I was like, oh, I know how to make all new best friends. And I just ordered 30 tacos. Wow. Put them in, walked into the thing. None of them had ever had them. And then the text I got later was like, we can, we need more. We can't believe that. They're the best. They're the Are most simple, hard shell tacos. The most basic meat, cheese, lettuce, some tomatoes. Wow. I love that you treat fast food restaurants like Costco's. You're like, you go in and you spend like 70 bucks. Oh, you know, the, you know a great birthday thing I've done before? For uh, I did this for a friend, and then now I, I've heard that a lot of people took my thing. One time I like, didn't get my friend a birthday present. Uh-huh. On my way to his house, and I pulled in, and I just ordered a Big Mac, fries, and a Coke. And I walked in, and it was about 11.30. I knew he was going to be drunk. I knew that everybody. And I say, hey, man, happy birthday. And everybody was like, are you kidding me? That is the best gift I've ever seen anybody walk into a party with. That is amazing. Just a Big Mac. Happy birthday, Fantastic. man. Yeah. <laughs> and was there food at the party or no? It was no, just- and he, not only was he eating it, everybody was getting a bite, everybody was standing <laughs> around it, and I know people from that party have since done that. That is a move. Yeah. That's a fantastic food. I might have to steal that move. Yeah. Is Jack in the Box worth having if I've never had it in my life? Yes. Really? Yeah. And what do I get? Sourdough Jack. Sourdough Jack. Sourdough Jack. I would try the, um, I would I would get the tacos as well. Okay. The jalapeno poppers are something special. Really? Yeah. Tell me why. Um, I guess it's the cream cheese and the jalapeno mm. that really kind of is the only th- way to explain it. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> and the way that they pop. It's a. Re- <laughs> I th- so you're just describing what a jalapeno popper is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I think that is it is a ratio thing with the good jalapeno popper. You don't want yeah. it to have too much ch- cream cheese in it. Yeah, no, this is a good combo. It's a good. And I mean, who? I mean, first of all, cream cheese could be basically put into anything. It's so good. Yeah. It's, oh. Yeah, like a French onion dip. Like a spoon. Yeah. And into my mouth. <laughs> or into <a> spoon. <laughs> we'll be right back. One time, my friend had this gorgeous English bulldog, and it was like time to go. I mean, it was gonna die. And so we went to In-N-Out, uh-huh. and we got just a full double-double fries, cheese fries, and just put them on the ground in the kitchen and watched this glorious <laughs> moment. Like, you know, this is like an hour before taken to be put down. Oh, my of, God. Because of issues that we couldn't control. How special. And uh, just, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's how no, I want to go. And then but the thing is, is I wonder if somebody would say like, actually, that was probably worse for the dog. I don't know. But it was, you know, who it was actually good for was the dog's owner because he felt like he was doing something. At yeah. The end, like something breaking the rules, being a little naughty. I think that's how I want to die. Someone just put an in and out on the hospital floor. I heard one time I heard two kids. I was at a playground, usually what I like to do. Yeah. 
with my son. This is before you had children, yeah. (laughs) And I was standing, and there were kids like hiding under this area, and there's like two boys. And one of them goes, how do you want to die? And he goes, lava. (laughs) And then he goes, how about you? And the other one goes, in a video game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Those are cool. Good for you guys. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Me? How do you want to die? Asphyxiation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I thought drowning or I don't know. Really? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. That would be the last way I'd want to go. You know, actually, the only way I would like to drown is if somehow I could get to the deepest part of the ocean that wouldn't explode my brain. Okay. And just let me go. Huh. And so, like, it's not like I'm, like, close to the top and I think I'm going to make it. It's like, hey, we're going to die down here. Soak it up. It would be a good album cover pick as well. Yeah. Just, like, sort of like the Nevermind Nirvana, but not really. Yeah, with a bigger dick, obviously. (laughs) Right. Huge dick, exploding (laughs) brain. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, we're going to do some rapid-fire questions, although I don't know why I call them rapid-fire questions because there's no rush. (laughs) But some questions. Some normal Normal tempoed questions. Um, I'm going to skip this really horrible uh, joke that I just thought. What? No, please. <laughs> well, I did see this dumb thing lately, where, recently, where they were like, "Here's the kid from the Nevermind cover." Um, now. Oh yeah, he like to go see your party or whatever. But they didn't show his dick, and I just thought that's really the only then and now I'm really curious and seeing. <laughs> and I wonder if they could do some. You know how they like when someone's like lost for ten years and they're like, "This is what they would look like now." Yeah. I wish they would have done some sort of like aging process on his dick. To right. Be like, well, this is what we think it would look like. Right. But <laughs> if they could do that, like that little old person app that we have now. <laughs> just pointed at his dick. dick. <laughs> that would be hilarious taking a picture of your dick on the old person app. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, okay, what is your earliest food memory? Um, it really is that that chicken, chicken nugget, nugget story. Moment, that yeah. is a that is that that that's gonna be my new oldest food memory. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. And I also do remember these peanut butter sandwiches that, that my grandma would make. And this is how I make my sons, just so that he likes my sandwiches a little better than he likes his mom's. Okay. Is just a little bit of butter oh, before you put the peanut butter on it. And that's nice. how my grandma did it. That's a good cheat. Yeah, because it's just, you just take, take a bite and you're like, why is this one better than all the other ones? Is she European? Um, she's Norwegian. But, she was, okay. Yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't know if that was a Norwegian thing. I just know, like, if you go to, like, in France, they'll do, like, a... Like a sandwich with like um, just butter, but it'll be like butter and then prosciutto. Yeah, like well, no, butter that, is just the. Base. There's actually a great sandwich at um, at Proof Bakery in Atwater Village. Yeah, their sandwiches at lunch. If you've ever, never had them, you should. That place is a fantastic bakery. It's a great bakery, and their sandwiches they they're available at noon, not even a minute earlier, and then they sell out generally pretty quickly. But they do butter on the thing. Yeah, because you know if it's if it's if it's um cultured butter. It's not really that bad for you. Right. No, I mean, none of that stuff's bad for you. If, if you don't eat it like a good monster. Butter. Yeah. We're just in America. We're like, what can we get away with eating as much as we want all the time and, and still sugar. lose weight? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone tries to somehow fit sugar in. Yeah, exactly. Which is the worst thing. I think my dad actually, my dad uh, lived in Switzerland for a while. He does, san- he'll, he'll do a sandwich with butter and cheese. Yeah. That's his base. That's great. I love the. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good cheat. Do you tell your wife or you just do it and you're like, no, I just kind of somehow become the rock star of yeah, the family. Yeah, just it's like a little secret. Also, he knows that there's going to be like notes in there. Notes? Yeah, like I when when I do the lunch, there's notes. I leave a note. Oh, you leave there. a note? Yeah, but and then one time I didn't because I was in a hurry, and he was like, "Hey, Dad, you forgot a later that day. He's like, you forgot to put a note in there." Um, <laughs> You're like, "Hey, kid, that's the icing on the cake. That's don't get used to that stuff." I did one time write a note in there that was just for the teacher because I know that he's handing him to somebody else to read he can't just he's you know right. six he can't read him on his own and i just wrote on it i farted <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah but i did also for a long time send my son before he was when i found out that i was going to have a kid i was touring a lot and so up into his birth and i think even into like the year or two of his life i would send postcards from cities that i was in oh nice that were like hey buddy i'm in denver you're born yet you're maybe you're not born yet um just hydrate when you're in cities with high altitude 
You know, just like little tips for life that you can... Look at you living in your own little indie film. <laughs> what a charming thing to do. Well, I mean, what if you grew up and you're like, hey, here's a thousand postcards your dad wrote for you around the world when he was a touring comedian. Yeah. You're like, oh, you mean the best thing in the world to ever give someone? Yeah, no, my, my dad just traveled a lot for work and I didn't see him a lot when I was growing up and... I got no postcards <laughs> from it. I just got a shitty sandwich with butter and cheese. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, what is your death row meal? Mm. You're you about know, to get I, executed. I, you know, I've thought about that, and somebody asked me that recently. Honestly, just give me some cigarettes. Really? Yeah. Huh. Food for me, like, okay, I love eating. And, I've and had... you'd eat the cigarettes or you'd light them up and smoke them? Just eat them. <laughs> just <laughs> sauteed cigarettes. Sauteed cigarettes. Just let me smoke. Yeah, I... I would rather be sitting and smoking and thinking than like, God, I'm thinking about like this food, like, okay, so I'm going to eat this and what? I'm just going to like immediately shit it out into my pants in front of all these people. Right. <laughs> as, the, <laughs> as the electricity courses through my yeah, body. I, I think I would starve myself for days before that. Just, um, but I, I do have uh, the thing, like, what's the point? Like, I, I don't know what the point is in eating at that point. Oh, wow. You, you're taking this way too literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But okay, so if you were going to say like, "Hey, what's your favorite meal that you would like to have?" <laughs> Death Row's not involved. <laughs> right, right. Then I would be like, "Oh, yeah, um, like deep dish pizza, like, like okay. a real good deep dish pizza." Like, really? Like, I had this thing about melted cheese when I was growing up. Like, first of all, cheese is my favorite thing. Okay, out of every, every got it. food, out of every food group, and melted cheese is just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, from the child's quesadilla up to whatever the you know what's the dipping into whatever oh like a cheese like a like a cheese dip like yeah a like queso fundido yeah thing? or like a cheese curd you know, okay like, which, yeah i mean again what some of the best things ever made but you know everything that you see melted cheese on is just a melted cheese vessel as far as i'm concerned because you yeah. can't just serve somebody melted cheese with a spoon in a cup and be right. like here you go here's melted cheese so right, it's like right. we got to put it on shit whatever what do you have Tortillas, all right, melt it up. Yeah, perfect. You're not tasting the tortilla; you want the cheese. Have you ever had raclette? I don't know. Nick Thune, I'm about to change your life. Okay. Raclette is a Swiss uh, dish. It's like an Alpine dish. Uh, they have it in the winter. You know, after it's an après ski thing a lot, mm -hmm. uh, and it's basically they have the special cheese called raclette cheese, which melts amazingly well. Okay. And they have it sounds very simple: boiled potatoes. Small, little baby, you know, Great. sometimes a fingerling, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, and you smash the potatoes and they have this, imagine a half a wheel of this cheese mm -hmm. with a heat source on top of it. And as it melts, they scrape the top right onto your potatoes. Oh. <sighs> and a lot of cracked uh, pepper. Potatoes are so, I mean, that's another one of my favorite things that you can do a lot with. Oh my potatoes. God, you need to have raclette. It's like made for you. Okay. I, I don't. You, when you to, just said cheese too. I, got, I, I there's a cheese I want to promote on here. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> it is a white gold okay. cheddar. Oh, that's what it's called. And it's uh, it's it's from Eastern Washington. Okay. And it's the 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 um, what is the Eastern Washington football team? It's the I forget. I can't, the Spokane something. It's over there, but it's like. It's their cheese, and you can order it, and it's so good. It's the best. Randy really? Lickie is actually the one that turned me on to it, and Randy's a good food guy. Um, white gold, and it's from whatever city the Eastern Washington College is in. It's not the Huskies. What kind of cheese is it? Just a white gold cheddar. Oh, it's a cheddar. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. America is having such a cheddar moment right now. Yeah. We're having a cheese moment in general. We're having a food moment, moment least, in general. What's but... your least favorite cheese? My least favorite cheese, um, I'm going to have to say, I've never been a fan of uh, string cheese. Mm. I'm a string cheese guy. I don't like the little cheeses in the red, uh, the red little circle thing. Right my son loves them. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I hate them. I don't know why. Mm. What's your least favorite? Well, I would say Gouda. Mm-hmm. But two bites in a Gouda, I like it. It's just, I would say like off the first bite, I'm like, oh, this isn't my favorite, the smokiness. I don't, it's not really like, right. I don't like look for this in a cheese. It grows on you. It's it someone, does grow on it's you. It's someone though. who's really ugly but has a great personality. And I'm going to eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to eat it for sure. Um, I, I love goat cheese though. Oh my gosh. And yeah. every time I order goat cheese, I'm like, oh, someone's being healthy. I'm like, well, that's a bonus for sure. But yeah, it's Wait, who so associates good. goat cheese with being healthy? 
It's supposed. It's healthy. It's is like, it? Yeah. It's like if you're lactose intolerant. Oh goat right, 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 is right. like good for you. Yeah. Or you know, sustainable or whatever. You fuck with goat milk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's funky. So you like you like funky. Flavors. I like to drink milk. I yeah. like to. I, you saw there's milk in my fridge. Yes. I like to, and that's whole milk. Yes. And that is in L.A. especially. It's quite a. It's an anomaly. We don't see it as much. Whole milk is so the best thing that's served in a milk carton. Milk. Yeah. The worst thing served in a milk carton. Goldfish crackers, which are still good. They're the best cracker that's served in a milk carton. <laughs> yeah. But they serve those also in a full gallon-sized milk carton. Yeah. Like something that milk would blow the bottom out of. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what made yeah. me think of this, but I really, I mean, I love a goldfish cracker, but what kind of, who, I, I know like Pringles, like, oh, put it in a tennis cartridge. Yeah. You know, what's the story behind that? We don't know. The tennis factory burnt down and... We just have all this. We have all this extra. We got to unload these uh, extra tennis uh, (laughs) cards. How do we maximize space inside these? I guess make them a little like a like a hook or. There's someone who made billions of dollars off of that idea. Yeah, turn it into a hook. Whatever. Yeah, and the but the goldfish crackers too. But yeah. By the way, I can I can I re-answer your question about my least favorite cheese? Yeah, because you've meant I don't like cheese on stuff like Doritos. Goldfish. You don't like nacho cheese Doritos. I don't like. like I, I I don't like the process, the powder cheese. Uh, kind of. I don't know the just the cheese cracker. So thing. you don't like a Cheeto. I hate a Cheeto. I can't fuck. I with tried. That. I, I really wanted to get a deal with Cheetos because. Um, well, I, I did like do a voiceover read and not get it for a commercial, but I love Cheetos. And my son loves Cheetos. And, yeah. And his mom does not like Cheetos, and so. They were like, hey, if you, you know, this was more than a voiceover. They're like, hey, maybe you can also, if you have a pitch for Cheetos, you know, to go with this commercial. And my whole pitch was, is like my secret moment with my son is when I pick him up and there's a bag of Cheetos in his seat. And it's a don't, it's like the only thing he won't tell his mom about. Right. I mean, everything else he'll tell his mom about. Like, um, I took him to ice cream, you know, like, hey, maybe don't tell your mom about the ice cream. It's like, it's going to happen. I, a new joke actually came out of that where I say, you know, if you tell your mom, you know what they say if you tell your mom about the ice cream is that loose lips sink ships. Right. And he said, well, what does that even mean? And I said, well, it's the story of this guy, Christopher Columbus, a long time ago, set sail, found America. That's where you were born and you live, coincidentally. But what people don't know is there was another ship that left before him. And um, they didn't make it, though, because the captain of the ship told his mom about the ice cream and everyone fucking died. So... <laughs> Loose lips sink ships, buddy. <laughs> oh, okay, Dad. He's like shitting his pants. <laughs> the one thing I don't like about Cheetos, though, is the aftermath of the fingers because I, I'm a big manners guy. If we're going to really get into yes. food and eating and everything, I'm very big on manners. People that ever touch their fingers to their mouth, the sound of it really gets me, but it's just disgusting. And it's sick to me that they would think that that's okay to do around people. To suck things off fingers is absolutely... It it. I have like best friends that I just won't eat with. Wow. Because I at one point my therapist was like, "Listen, Nick, this is your problem. Okay, <laughs> your problem is is that you don't like it when people talk with their mouth full and they chew with their mouth open. You don't like the noises. You don't like that. You Time don't like for- it when they suck their fingers. You can't push that on anybody. And if you try to, then they will feel uncomfortable around you all the time. Anytime they do something, like, well, that bother? Did that bother Nick? Does Nick get bothered by this? So you need to wear that." And make good life choices. So your life choices, you don't eat with that person. That's it. You can meet him for a game, a drink. You don't eat with him. So, so you've you're done managing this. your pain <laughs> without putting it onto them. I kind of love this therapist. I I agree. I okay. I hate when people talk about like poop and shit like that while I'm eating, mm. I just can't stand it. Yeah. And I have friends who are just like, dude, you're such, what's wrong with you? Like, well, you, you just fucking get disgusted by just, just, just chill out. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I have a fucking visceral, disgusting reaction to shit while I'm eating mm. food. Just don't talk about shit. Is it all the time that you, that you have kind of a like, no, just when are I'm, you a big potty talk guy? Like, in no, bed? I'm not. I'm in not. Bed and or I, maybe in the bathroom. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, I will eat while I'm shitting. I'm not an animal. 
But <laughs> while I'm shitting, it, open discussion. I will talk about it. <laughs> Everyone can come in. The door's open. <laughs> Any questions anybody has? Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't deal with it. But I feel like if I started cutting people out that bother me like that, I would have no <laughs> friends to eat with anymore. You know what? People like so. People get little. Uh, my girl, my girlfriend's gluten free, and I. That's totally my thing. I, Andrew gives yeah. me shit for this too. But that's totally my thing. Of like, I get embarrassed a little. Like when we're at a restaurant and she orders and she's so like you know specific about it mind you she does actually get sick if she has it i have a friend that's allergic to eggs yeah and fuck eating you. with him fuck is you dude so difficult <laughs> and he knows it and he has his own ways of doing it and, yeah but it's tough whenever you have to ask for anything special from any like server anything appetite bait or i mean um Allergy-based. Allergy-based, yeah. especially if it's an allergy that's got a little bit of a faux pas to it, like gluten-free, where you're yeah. like, yeah, but you could still eat it, right? You're just right. going to have a tummy ache like every fucking human. Oh, and you're going to get gas like we all do? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Is it going to kill you? Oh, it's not. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. You're just, okay. Got it. Oh, or You're people... afraid of gaining weight. Yeah. Yes. So you're on a diet. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't like eating pasta because I feel like, I, I just feel bloated. I don't feel like moving afterwards. Yeah, it's pasta. Mm-hmm. You fucking, you factor that in yeah. when you eat your pasta. God, I had a rigatoni the other day that, whew. <laughs> what did it do to you? I mean, didn't, I didn't feel great. Yeah. The amount that I ate. You're not supposed to. You know, I mean, it's you're not, not like, supposed to like eat a fucking uh, bolognese and go, out, go run a fucking marathon. You have to be aware of what you're eating and what that just does to any normal human at yes. your age, to your body, and decide do I want to put up with this for a little bit or not? I mean, drinking is worse for anybody in the world. Drink alcohol and sugar are the worst things for your body. Right. It's an absolute poison. Yeah. It's people, literally poison. People do it knowing they're going to feel like absolute dog shit yeah. the next day. Yes. And they minimize or they find a way to make it work within their... They're aware of it. They've got to be. It's not like they wake up and they're like, God damn it. Right. No, no, no. We, we have selective short-term memory into loss. That? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go back to they go to McDonald's late at night and I was going to start they the Star do. Spangled I know. Banner well, again. That's, that's when diets go out the window. Alcohol yeah. Too. I mean, oh, the absolutely. You must have lost a lot of weight when you stopped drinking. Yeah, I mean, I also was just drinking, not eating as much. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, when you get to a certain point of drinking, it's like eating is <laughs> tough. Like, These calories are great. Yeah, I don't They're... want anything that affects my body enjoying this alcohol. Right. <laughs> I don't want anything in the way right My body is a temple for <laughs> this fucking jack. <laughs> we'll get back to Nick right after this, but first... Grapefruit is a relative newcomer to the fruit game. It wasn't discovered until the 17th century and it was an accidental cross between an orange and a pomelo. So if you're a human, please practice safe sex. But if you're a fruit, go raw dog blueberries and apples and let us eat your delicious blapples. All right, back to the show. What is the best high-end meal you've ever had? Eugene Merman took me to this place in Boston and... I, I, I don't remember. The guy was, you know, Ms. Michelin Ray. He was like, he won an award, a beard, whatever that's called. James Beard Award. Yeah. Um, and I do remember the one thing that we ate that I just thought, there's no way in fucking hell this is going to be good. And then I loved it was just a quail. It was a, a spoon that cost like $100. And it was just <laughs> one spoon. Right. That had like a quail egg in it and then something else, you know, like a raw quail egg or whatever okay and um there were like a couple other ingredients in it and it was just one bite hundred dollars oh it actually costs a hundred dollars yeah oh i thought you said like and they serve it to you on a spoon like it's here's your spoon was it truffles on it was there must have been some truffle yeah yeah um and it was fantastic wow the worst thing in my life that i've ever eaten is balut what is that again that is a filipino delicacy okay it's a raw or it's a it's an un fermented or fermented like duck egg oh is that the thing that like it's actually like like it's, it's a, in it, there it's in it's not like an egg it's like a yeah it's like a it's like a fetus yeah and you what they do is they crack the top and they drink it the juice and then they slowly peel it and eat it like a bite like and there's a beak in it there's, yes like things like that and wow and um i was in a place in the philippines where i was told that if you don't eat it when it's offered it's a huge um, like you just dance. that's yeah, it's the it's most like a it's the biggest insult. insult, right? And then afterwards, I realized that Filipinos don't even eat it. No, <laughs> it's absolutely a way for them to watch a foreigner think that they're doing something that they're not. 
Oh like, my god! That they don't really have to. And do. you did the whole thing. I mean, I I think I made it through a couple bites, and they're like, "You're fine, you're fine." And then they laughed, and they're like, "You don't actually have to eat that." Oh like, my god! Oh my fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking fuck. like gagging, you know, like gagging. That's. Oh. I used to be a real texture person, and textures would make me kind of gag. Oh really? No mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Oh, because no. a lot of texture people don't like mushrooms. The sponge. I'm not anymore. Yeah, I'm not anymore. There's really nothing anymore that I I would not eat. I would, I would really eat anything. My only thing, which I think you'll probably adopt it after I tell you, is like endangered animals. <laughs> yeah. I won't do an endangered species. I would do but literally anything else. Okay. Yes. I'm saying I will draw the line and I will not eat an animal that is endangered. However, I would eat it. Yes. I'm, I'm saying that just like I'm over any type of like taste or flavor or thing. I'm willing to try it. Yes. The grossest thing, apparently, I've never had it, but the thing that everyone is just viscerally, although that's what you just described, seems like it's probably up there. But in Iceland, they have like a fermented shark thing that they do mm -hmm. that is just supposed to be the most rancid tasting thing in life. I'd give it a shot, though. Yeah. Is it like a shark? It's like the cubed shark meat oh, that they ferment. Right. I mean, it can't be like any different than spam. Fish, man, something about fish funk, though. I know. And is a special kind of funk. Yeah, and ferment, fermenting things, yeah. too, has kind of got its own little thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I I take to a, a grimy kind of salty, like oysters, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, I, I mean, I've been known to get sick from and also just pull an oyster out of the water and go. Yeah. Wow. Like there. And that... And and I was trying to be cool, and and a guy told me like you're fine, it's not, it won't do anything. But then it turns out it was a red tide. It turns out it was oh, like just no. fully the wrong time to do that. Red tide is uh, a disease that that oysters get that is like it's just the worst for humans. Yeah, the nightmares, the the, the what I went through that night, I would not wish upon a person. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, red tide. Yeah, it's a great name too. Yeah. Um. So what were you thinking of? Is the other when you when you said something like best ingredient high end meal. Oh, well it was it was just like a, a sashimi that I had had once that was um my friend fish fishes in Alaska and uh -huh. he brought back like one of the fish, but he had like whatever preparations you put it through, the temperatures that you have to have it through and then thaw it to a certain temperature. Yeah. And it was like at a friend's bachelor party and we were like skiing somewhere in Canada, but he brought this like salmon that he had put through the process and like that night served us just like in a shitty kitchen in a cabin wow. sashimi that was like i've just never tasted anything better i think i love your friends yeah skiing bachelor party with sashimi yeah it's like a dream come true i know and he even <laughs> made like a big whale dick with like with wasabi and soy sauce fun <laughs> yeah yeah you have to you keep know, a little it. bachelor it's party, a bachelor it party. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic uh what's the best low-end meal you've ever had like just something cheap that yeah I've had really good street food in like Morocco and 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 places like what in, is the street food in Morocco? Like in Fez, like lamb, you know, just yeah. like things that you're getting that they're just like serving there on the street. Yeah, I went to Fez and Marrakesh. Um, I guess now twenty or about oh, seventeen years ago or so, mm -hmm. and um, I had some of the best food. I mean, you know, because they make in Morocco, they make those big bowls that it's like you dip the bread into. It's yeah, like, tagine. Yes. Oh, God. Oh. What is, what was your favorite drunk food? I guess it was probably that Jack in the Box. Yeah, Jack in the Box. Um, you know, the best time, the best drunk food that I ever had was I went to, I was in Austin and I've eaten at like, I've, I went to like Franklin's barbecue. Yeah. Um, but I was in Austin with other comedians and we got like the special table in the back. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. It's just like, you know, it was like me and a few other people that we just got to sit at a table in the back. At Franklin's. At Franklin's and walk through and like see where they cook everything and then also just get everything that they had. And um, Wow. And uh, Franklin's is known for being the best barbecue in America. Mm -hmm. It's this guy who does like Texas style, mostly beef, but yeah, he does and everything. They smoke it and there's all these new smoking rules that he was telling us about. They have to like smoke outside of town now and all this stuff. But, oh, bummer. But, um, and I've eaten there. I've actually waited in that line twice before that. Really? Because um, it's just the brisket. I mean, it's, 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 it's another worldly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, but that day I just was like, wow, if we're getting whatever we want here. I just like seriously got a ton of 
the brisket, everything. And then that night went to some party at like 2 a.m. and had all of it in a backpack and just laid it on a table. And it was just like the best drunken smorgasbord I've ever seen in my life. You're very fun with food at parties. That's what makes a party, The right? McDonald's move, the yeah. brisket move. I love it. Another move that I used to pull to is just just have a keg sent to a party before I get there. So get like here. Uh, Kyle Mooney had a birthday party once a long time ago, and um, I sent a keg to the party and then got there. And he was like, are you kidding me, man? What a class act. <laughs> yeah, because it's what, 40 bucks? I it's don't know. It's such a move, It though. literally costs nothing. And now I'm the king of that party. <laughs> wow. Essentially walking around like, yeah, don't tell everyone I brought it, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is your name spray painted on the keg, though? But getting a keg is so simple. I mean, yeah. it's, it's driving through McDonald's and getting 30 Big Macs is very simple. It's All these things that you can just do and show up. You should write like a little coffee table book of like moves, like low priced moves. Yeah. I, I like low priced moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, if like I find out um, a friend is with his wife and they're going out for their anniversary, I'll low-key ask them, oh, where are you guys going? Then I'll call the restaurant, send over some champagne when they sit down. Low-key. Oh, they always, They never forget it. You know what? I did this recently. A friend of mine loves Tillamook Cheese. And I was driving by her place and she has a gate and all this shit. And I was just like, I just was like, oh, if I'm here and I was buying groceries, I can just swing by her house. And I just threw three bags of like Tillamook Cheese over her fence. <laughs> And then text her and said later and was like, I go, God, did you see that thing on on um, on na- the neighborhood app? Because we're in the same neighborhood. Right. I was like, on the neighborhood app ab- about the cheese things. And she's like, what? And she's like, these guys are like throwing cheese in people's yard and stuff. And I guess, I don't know, it's, it's like some weird cheese prank. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still, like, it took a day for her to be like, did you just throw cheese out? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, because it's not on the next door app. I'm like, I know, it's not, Yeah. <laughs> What what uh, what was your favorite hangover food? Did you have one? An IV. Oh, the IV, right? <laughs> yeah, but I would. I mean, I would do um, like those breakfast burritos in Atwater at yeah. um, at Coronita. Is that what yes, it's called? Yes, the people line up there. I've never had it. It's also got though, in they're it, right? just they're just their tacos are amazing too. Hmm. In the middle of the day, but yeah, that's a, like a lineup. Sometimes it's open, sometimes it's not. Situation. Are they good? So good. If really? you can, if you're gonna get it. If you're going to get the burrito, you have to get the um and I'm going to uh, chilaquiles. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Yeah, the chilaquiles burrito is the best thing in the world. Oof. Yeah. I need to And if you're in Los Angeles, you need to go over there and at water for on sure. Glendale Boulevard. Do you have a favorite celebrity chef? Um I really like Jazz at uh um I don't know if she's she's in, she's on some shows, but Who uh, is she? She is the um the Thai place on on uh Jetlada? yeah and she she's like on some new netflix show that's coming out i guess soon. oh no way but last time i went in she like brought me persimmons that she like pulled off her tree and she has like and i know her through some other people so she's always really nice but, oh fantastic that's a good person to know yeah Jetlata's i used like to get angry at that place when i started there when i moved here because it does take a while and sometimes things are kind of served out of order yeah and then when you realize that they're first of all very kind people um, that they're doing their best in there. I mean, because it's so good. It's always a line. It's always yeah. people. It's always crowded. I think that's on the sign. It says, Jitlada, we're doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> I think it does say that. <laughs> um, what is your desert island food? You're trapped on a desert island. One food you have to eat for the rest of your life. To for, to be healthy? Or no. Just that I don't like? think about sustenance. Not coconut water. Okay. Just, I would you won't say, get tired of it. Okay. And I, I, I know this sounds dumb because it's also kind of healthy. But my new food. I love gummies, okay? Really? And I really try and stay away from sugar altogether. Uh-huh. And there's this gummy that I just can't stop eating. And it's it's three Haribo? grams. No, it's it's that's the most sugar. Yeah. It's smart snacks. Okay. Or smart sweets. Smart sweets. Okay. And you get them like at Whole Foods. They're kind of actually getting around a lot of places now, but it's like gummies that are three grams of sugar per package. Wow. And um, I actually just started following them on Instagram. <laughs> But the girl that like is the the woman that um, started it. But she anyway, it's it's the berry one. It's the blue bags with like the red. They look like Swedish fish. Okay, and they are to die for. Really? Yeah, the texture, the flavor, everything. You so you're into you're into the gummy fruit stuff. However, though, I will say this: my favorite candy of every candy is a Scandinavian black licorice. 
Okay. Which have you ever had that? Like, have you you ever been to like Copenhagen? Have you ever had like a Danish black licorice or a Scandinavian black licorice? Is it like the stuff that they give you after a meal, like a little dime size of it? Yes. But, and it's really salty. Yes. And and some people might absolutely gag the second it gets put into their mouth. It's not sugary at all, right? No. Yeah. Salty and it's so good. I, I would, I, I would have that. I could eat it all day. Wow. Yeah. Because I do like these kind of grimy, like... I, I think you and I have similar flavors. flavor profiles. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like fish sauce and like... Weird, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I love funky flavors a lot. I remember the first time I had like a beef and broccoli and I was like on the rice. I was like, put the sauce in the rice. I'm like, what is this? Just like sauce from the meat? And they're like, no, they put fish sauce in there. Yeah. In a beef and broccoli. The best. There's a, a buddy of mine has a restaurant in New York, which is like one of the best restaurants in New York City, Estella. Um, and he puts fish sauce in his beef tartare. Do you ever put fish sauce in your pho? Um, I don't normally get pho. Okay. I didn't even know that you can use that as a condiment, though. Yeah. Yeah? Just spray it in there. Oof. <laughs> I get I get pho because I don't I know get, why that grossed me out when you said it like that. <laughs> I like to get so the... picture of it coming out of your dick, like... <laughs> yeah, just... Come on, man. Spray the fish Spray sauce. it in. <laughs> I, uh, I had... Um, well, I really like... Um, Vietnamese food in general, but yeah. I do love uh, like a brisket pho because they give you the brisket raw. Yeah, and then oh yeah, it, it basically it sears in the into the in there. Oof, and it's so good. But yeah, you got to put fish sauce. I mean, I could really put up like a tutorial of all of the ingredients to add to a bowl of pho that they give you that are there. That Interesting. You think are for it or not for it on your plate, and it's just really good. What food can you not stand eating? Another thing that I just can't ever get over is canned tuna. Really? Yeah. Huh. I ha- it's it's a visceral memory. It's this thing of my mom like walking getting home from school and my mom had made herself a tuna sandwich and she had stirred mayo and tuna into a thing and just the way the house smelled. Yeah. I never I the first thing I would do is run to my room and shut my bedroom door because it would waft into every room of the house. Right. <laughs> and I just remember like opening the window of my room, shutting it just like God, then realizing this isn't this isn't good airflow though. Now I got to open the door, open up another window upstairs so there's like a cross draft. Right. And I've never been able to come back to tuna in a can. I think it's absolutely disgusting. Wow. Yeah. I get it though. I mean, that smell is when someone's on a plane and they take out their own tuna sandwich. Oh, I want a refund on my ticket. I know. I the the whole plane and food thing. Like I've had yeah. somebody pull out like a bag of hard boiled eggs before, and I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, okay, final question. This is my favorite question, and I have a feeling you'll have a lot to talk about. What is your restaurant pet peeve? Um, it was happening a bit the other night. It's checking in. Ah, yes. It's interrupting conversation. Yes. It. So I'll say this about my father. My my dad is a really great storyteller. And when I was young, this is this is how good of a storyteller he was. Is that he would be telling a story to a table of people, and then a waiter would come up and then take an order from like eight people, interrupting the story. Right. Rendering him useless. Rendering the story gone. Right. Basically. Yeah. You're not coming back to that story. You've ruined the whole momentum. And the waiter takes everybody's order and then leaves. And my dad is still sitting there. And somebody at the table says, Eric, you were saying? That's how good of a storyteller he was. He right. could make it through that waiter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Most people will never get through that waiter yes. with their story. Yes. And waiters, I'm not saying that there's another way to do it. I'm saying there's a way to take somebody, there's a way to take a table's order where it's a private moment between you and each person you're taking the order from. And it doesn't shut the whole fucking table down. Yeah. Where you're going around taking it personally from each person. Hey, you guys keep don't keep talking about what you're talking about. I'm just gonna steal this person for just 30 yeah. seconds right now. And to go around the specials, I get it. You have to say them. Find a good, quick way to do it. Because it's pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure that I'm not gonna get them. Right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure most people. What do you think the percentage of people that hop on a special is? Well, it's very hard, especially when the first ingredient they say you like know that you don't want it, and then you have to hear the whole thing. Like if they're like, "Oh, yeah. for our special, we have a canned tuna that we serve," and then you, you have to like, the listen. Special. You have to, <laughs> you have to listen to the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I get. I that Brody Stevens used to have the funniest bit that he would do at restaurants, what was where that? he would always order from the busboy. <laughs> Because they can't take an order. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he starts ordering, and it's a bit just for you who's eating with him. 
because they're going to have to stop him at some point and be like, sir, I don't take orders. <laughs> but he That's goes fantastic. right into it just confidently, won't stop. And oh my God, it would make me laugh so hard every oh, that's time. That's so good. I, that's the only job I ever had in a restaurant was a busboy. And I quit because I couldn't stand people not looking at me. Interesting. And that's a job that just, it's invisible. Like nobody's looking at you. Yeah. You're walking around, you're, you don't have food. You're not providing them with anything except for, can I take this from you? Yeah. And, you know, I just, I need eye contact. I need personal connection. I also have a problem with people that aren't good to be with in restaurants. Like people that don't know how to talk to waiters. Yes. People oh, that I aren't can. nice or kind. Right. Because I, I know that they're working a job. Just like I have to work a job when I do stand up. I have Oof. to do this. You know, respect the people that you're working with or working around. Yes. But I had a friend, and this is the epitome of this guy at a restaurant. We're at a restaurant. The waiter's taking everyone's orders. And then he can't decide between the chicken and the burger. Okay. And he basically says, either one. Don't tell me which one you're going to pick. <laughs> just the chicken or the burger. That's all I want. I don't know which one I want. Don't tell me. Just you, whatever you pick is going to be fine. The waiter leaves. You can see him over on the computer. They're done. I'm watching this whole thing. Like he's, This is his last chance to go over there and say what he really And then he goes, you know, oh, sorry, guys, hold on. He gets up and he finds one. He goes, hey, I'm just curious. Which one did you put in? Oh, my God. And the waiter's like the chicken. And he goes... I think I want the burger. <laughs> so now the waiter's got to go back, redo the order because he's now whatever. And it's just this like back and forth. It's like, man, why did you bring us through that ride? <laughs> Nobody wanted to hop onto that roller coaster. You just made it so difficult for all of us. Oh my God. Is this Larry David? This sounds like. <laughs> yeah. This, this guy will pull. This is actually the guy that, that fed the uh, in and out to his dog. You know, he has like things that he does that are, you're like, that's a great way to live. Right. And then he thought telling the waiter to pick. This is a guy that used to be a waiter at Houston's. I was like, you, what would you do if someone had sent that to you? You don't care what they're fucking, what they want. Just tell me, man. Oh, man. Do you know what my this first of all we're speaking about people who don't know how to talk to people of service i have a cousin who calls bartenders chief mm. and i'll be like Dude, and we're not we're not like on a native american reservation oh no no, yeah we are oh <laughs> fuck it does make sense no no, no we're not because <laughs> you know the chiefs always run the bar <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, he'll call them chief. I'm like, dude, please don't do that. He's like, no, man, he's fine. He likes it. Yo, you're okay when I call you chief, right? And the poor guy's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No one's ever going to. No one's going to say no. You it's funny, though, that. too, like people's perception of what people like and don't like. I'm very, I feel very inept and very good at knowing boundaries and knowing what like cutesy things I can get away with that they're going to like yes. and what they're not. And anyway, I had, when I was on that tour with Michael Ian Black, my rider is pretty simple. Um, but on my rider is a framed photo of myself in the green room. Okay. And there's dimensions and all this stuff. And Wait, how are they going to have the photo of you in the green room? They're going to have to... They're gonna have to come up with a photo of me. They're gonna have to find a print. A oh, uh, not a photo. okay. I thought it was a framed photo. The photo being you in the green room. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> wow, that's another level. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's yeah, it's a it's a just a, fo a photo of me hung in the green room. Okay. As if it's always there. Love it. So I feel like wow, I came in here. This place loves me. And uh, <laughs> so Mike Lee and Black two shows in the tour hasn't said anything. And then the third show we're in Asheville, North Carolina, which has been some of the best food I've ever had mm -hmm, too in mm -hmm. Asheville. And we're in the green room at the Orange Peel. And he goes, what, why is there always a photo of you on the wall? And I said, well, it's on my writer, along with giving me a pat on the back after soundcheck, telling me everything's going to be okay. And, <laughs> and he goes, they must fucking hate you. Like, they literally hate you that they have to do this. And right as he's saying that, the manager pokes his head and he goes, hey, guys, everything okay? Hey, Nick. What do you think? And he points to the photo. I'm like, perfect. And he goes, man, so funny. The staff love that. And he walks out. And, <laughs> and I was like, see, that's where you need to know the boundary. Yes, cutesy, funny thing, but also no one else does it and they like it. Yeah. And, yeah. And now Michael's like, well, I guess I got to put that on my writer now. <laughs> <laughs> do you actually put the pat me on the back and tell me everything, everything's going to be okay? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. You have and a fun I want, writer. And I say that I want that from their newest employee. <laughs> <laughs> some, some poor nervous kid. Also, one Snicker bar. Yeah. Um, and um, honey roasted peanuts. That's it? Yeah. That's all in your rider? Yeah. Wow. 
Interesting. There used to be all of the vodka in the city too, but I took that off. Really? Yeah, once I quit drinking. I I, I only have water and a uh, um, uh, athletic shorts. Oh. From your usually this this was for colleges. Yeah. Size small athletic. Yeah, shorts. I remember Mike Birbiglia used to have the um like hooded sweatshirt on his. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. Um that was amazing. Nick Thune, thank you so much. I had no idea that you were such a huge food guy. I mean I'm aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh where can people find you? Um Arby's.com. <laughs> nickthune.com i'm just i am the nick thune the premier nick thune that is available for your online searching fantastic thank you so much thank you this episode of green eggs and dan was produced by andrew steven executive produced by jeff umbro and the podglomerate you can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com the theme music is beautiful food by idan and interstitial music is by breakmaster cylinder Special thanks to Ernie Hurtado. To see pictures of Nick Thune's fridge, information about the restaurants mentioned in the episode, and more, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.